Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyran underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Meanwhile, you hadn't seen him before, but Morello's been sneaking around the side of the road, and he's getting ready to, like, come up from behind on this wooden guy. He's being all quiet and sneaky about it. He's got a dagger in his hand. He's looking ready to pounce. (laughs) I'm sure he'll do just fine. Meanwhile, top of the round, these two enormous stalks begin lowering themselves as if to encircle the whole group. Like they're laying out in opposite directions and wrapping around, beginning to form a ring around you. But first, before anything else can happen, Chris. Yes. Mahogany comes running up out from the squash fields. And Chris, tell us about who is behind Mahogany and what they are doing. There is behind Mahogany a um, rather average-heighted tiefling with a dark black beard that he keeps groomed and pointed so it looks like the typical cliched like devil beard and antelope horns. Yeah. And he's dressed in like riding leathers that are like scorched and beaten up like they've seen a ton of battle. He's about, like I said, average height, literally maybe a little less than that. If you picture Tom Cruise, he's about that height and build. Um, and carries a wand out that looks like a miniaturized version of a lance already at the ready. His skin is a dark uh, red brick color with golden yellow eyes. And he's got black medium length hair, wears a long brown leather riding coat, very like cowboy-ish feel. And then running up right next to him is a blue and gray drake. This drake is about the size of a Bengal tiger. It's a very large drake. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's moving very slowly. And if you look at it, it's blue and gray, but the gray is because of the amount of calcified bones on its scales. So it's still suffering from the withering. And they just kind of come skirt in the corner, the two of them ready for action. By all means, action. Without saying a word, the tiefling draws his weapon 
or his wand makes several quick snapping gestures over the top of the drake and the drake kind of vibrates a little i effectively have cast haste on the drake mm. and that's my action it is my bonus action i make several quick pointing gestures at the group of all of you and it begins taking off and it gets about five feet away from me and literally dives into the ground and then moves mm, what's the maximum speed now it's double what's the distance between the two of us and arnis and them i just want to ask where do you want to be because right now i'm not too concerned i want your entrance to be as you want it to be like oh yeah position so, you and your drake cool so then yeah he like dives under you see the ground move and then it just pops right up in front of that collected group with its back to them ready to attack anything that's going to come near it including our tree like snake gator is there one there yeah there is but it's laughing right no no, no that's the vine one. Oh, perfect then yeah it's going to actually pop up and attack that three times three yes because haste just... gives it another uh attack and it already has two attacks <laughs> go for it tell us tell us what happens here it uh whips its tail like up in the air and slams it down or attempts to slam it down on top of the uh tree so I'm okay on them individually here first is 19 to hit that'll hit cool and damage on that is 11 damage on the first hit okay okay second one is 19 again still hitting it's a 12 damage very nice and the third one it's a 17 to hit oh that one's just a little too low tail smacks the side of the tree this time braces itself down with a few different legs just pushes back against the tail and then I would finish my move coming to like a skirting stop right next to it. Okay. Hello, stranger, and welcome. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Mahogany brought a friend. Uh, I think Mahogany says that after watching the Drake attack. I brought a friend. I think Arnis went through just like the entire range of emotions in like about five seconds. Like, what is that guy doing? What is happening? Oh, fuck. Something else to fight. Oh, no, wait. It's fighting for us. That's good. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like... <laughs> That's about right. There. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't seen any Drakes since we went and visited Brizendine all that time ago. Right. And this one no is ch- larger than those significantly. <laughs> this thing is huge. No chest drums. <laughs> But yes to honey. Okay. Thank you. We'll have time for proper introductions, I suppose, at some point. Since right now, Chris's character is just uh, not worrying about talking. Just about getting shit done. I'm okay with that. All business. We can bathe. We can baste in this mystery for just a little bit longer. Arnis, it is your turn. There's a large group of your friends and a stranger now with a drake over there by Darwin. And this big wooden snake-a-gator. Okay. And the laughing one remains on the ground. Right. Remind me. Okay, so the wooden snake-a-gator has taken damage. 
Mm-hmm. What about the two griffins? Have either of them taken damage? Oh, a bunch. They're both up in the air, like looking terrible. Okay. When I cast Eldritch Blast, can I roll them and do the damage like one at a time? I f- to see if mm. I kill one, or do I have to declare targets? Before? Uh, a, I mean, I'm sure this has been answered on like every single message board since the dawn of Eldritch Blast. I think the errata says something to the effect of it. You have to declare, but if you lose a target, you can still use the blast. Like, you can redirect yeah. the blast. Okay. Um, since there are separate attack rolls for each beam, yeah. yes, we can do that. But you can't be like, I want to shoot all three at this guy, and then change your mind afterwards. Well, um, like, my my, uh, you can probably guess what my theory was. Like, I want yeah, to yeah. see if I can take pew, one pew, out pew. And, then, yeah. and then stack it. So I... Yeah, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know if you were going to let me do that. I mean, it's more fun to let you, so. <laughs> okay. Like, that's that's what we're, I'm, like, if you really hate one of them and you're like, I shoot all at him, but, like, it dies after the second one and you can't just be like, the third beam loops around and hits the other guy. But we can just do this, like, you know, attack, attack, attack. And after each one, I'll let you know if it's still alive or not. Because okay. you can see as you're casting it, if you need to pan your hand over or pan your loot over and hit something else okay um, so yeah let's do this the fun way do you want me to do the like um, charisma roll first then no no I mean, we'll do the attack rolls first they have the same okay. ac so i'm not worried about splitting those up okay. so you can just make your three attack rolls and then we'll make the divinity check and then we'll go from there okay oh so, first one's a 28 Mm-hmm. Second one's a 22. Mm-hmm. And the third one's a crit fail. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, I mean, that's oh, that's delicious. Go ahead and roll your divinity check. Oh, but I can really, already tell you right now, I'm going to have fun with that crit fail. I'm really scared right now. This is bad. It landed on it, like on its side. It like hit another die and stopped before it could turn over. Okay. Okay. Excuses. I'm not, no, no, it I'm, was ridiculous. I am literally not making excuses. I have never seen I do that before. It's uncanny. And I'm only pissed because it was going to be a 20, and now that's a crit fail as well. Oh, dear. Got to plotting. Oh, oh, this is so fun. This is so fun. I mean, I was going to have, like, mild fun with the attack crit fail. But since you're going to crit fail your divinity check as well, um, we'll get to that. But first, we'll go with the first two attacks that are good enough to hit. So let's roll damage on those first. Okay? Do you want the damage separately, or should I just tell you the total? Uh, let's do it separately. Because if you do okay. kill the first one first, I'll let you switch over to the second one. Because I know that's the intent here. Okay, well, the first roll is a 10. Okay, yeah, that flower is gone. Okay. <laughs> a concussive then- blast as it disintegrates. And then the next one's a five. Which is exactly how much health it had left, too. So you pop these two flower griffins out of the sky. And then where do your Eldritch Blasts come from? Are they from your hands? Are they from your loot? I feel like I like I feel like they sort I don't know. Like, I, I but I feel like they don't come from the loot. Like, I feel like they kind of have to come from my hands because it's like I've been able to channel this kind of like other kind of magic. So like it doesn't come from music the way the other stuff does. And okay. so like, I, I feel like 
Yeah, like from from my hands seems more right. Okay. Hmm. Do you want complex, fun, or simple fun? Well, I mean, fun for whom? I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> somebody's losing an arm. No, somebody's not losing an arm. <laughs> okay. So, Arnis, you're passing your hand, waving it at these flower griffins, just shooting. And before the third blast comes out, you feel it all just swelling up in your arm, like just growing more and more intense, like you have never felt before. Roll a d10. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I got a one. That seems par for the course. No, that's fine. This is just for a type thing. And you feel the energy in your arm rapidly fluctuating, just shifting all around, out of control. Now, Arnis, roll 2d10. This is for damage. Oh, now I roll high. 15 total. Okay. Question for you, Arnis. Yeah. What's your spell save DC? 18. I need everybody else to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, dear. DC 18. Oh, my God. Uh. I'm so sorry. Luckily, everybody except Darwin is at full health. Way to make a new friend. It's an accident, I swear. <sighs> Wasn't supposed to just go off like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris, I need separate ones for you and your Drake. Yes. I believe your Drake has advantage from haste. Uh, yeah, you, oh, you know what? That's right. And disadvantage from the other thing. So it's going to so it be cancels out. out. Yes. So that makes everything a lot better. Okay. Okay. Darvin, what'd you get? I got an eight. Oh, dear. That's a fail. Yep. Chris, what about you and your Drake? The Drake got a 16, and I got a 13. Both fails. Both fails. Let's see if Sam and Carolina managed to pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, they rolled a pair of sixes. (laughs) And now I'm going to roll one for the... uh, Oh, oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. Hey, Aranus. Yeah? I am not thinking here. The enemies have to do this too, and one of them get to try to make a save against its hideous laughter when it takes damage. Yeah. Okay. Wait, if it takes damage, right? Oh, I guess it can't make a dexterity saving throw, can it? At, At the end of each of its turns, and each time it takes damage, the target can make a wisdom saving throw. It can make a... Actually, can it make a deck saving? I think it's just a disadvantage if it does so. I know. Yeah, it'll be a disadvantage, so it'll probably fail. I mean, everybody else has, so... <laughs> the wooden guy, crit failed. Ooh, that's, that's a face full of damage. The viney guy... Oh, it was a 15 on one die, but a 2 on the other. So, Aranus, casting this Eldritch Blast... Magic is going crazy in your arm. It is a different type of magic than you're used to, and you're still not sure how to control it. That one on the die determined our damage type. So this is acid damage, in case anybody has any acid resistances. Arnis, you just take that 15 because it's bursting out of your hand. As it does so, it just sprays all across the road and the battlefield, and everybody who failed takes 15 acid damage as well. Spending another key point. (laughs) 
and the vine. The vine gator has advantage on this saving throw. Okay, Arnis, does a 20 save? Yeah. All right. The laughter stops. Appropriately enough when you lose control of your divine magic. And this vine creature writes itself. Anything else you'd like to do, Arnis? That was quite a bit for one turn. Your damage output is great. <laughs> ha ha. Um, I'm scared to do anything else. <laughs> like, I really need to heal myself and others, but I'm, I'm leery of doing so. Except I'm going to. I'm going to cast Healing Word on myself. Okay. How much health are you getting back? Well, it's not going to be much. Seven. <laughs> okay. Or eight. Eight. Just enough to hopefully keep me on my feet long enough to cast better healing. You uh, managed to undo some of the damage you did to yourself. Very nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And that's it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. It's the enemy's turn. It's the vines. It's the snake gators. <laughs> this laughing one, Aranus, is not happy with you. It doesn't like you. Aranus, your viney friend who's been laughing this whole time, writes itself looks at you standing alone or have you gone over to the group no i'm standing next to the group it's probably why that eldritch blast hit all of them in which case this viney snake gator is going to scuttle around to the side a little bit get you square in its sight about 10 feet distance and it's going to unleash a lightning breath attack out of its mouth <sighs> this is 20 feet long and 5 feet wide so Arnis, who are you next to? Because they're going to be in this attack, too. Damn it. It's probably Sam. Because okay. I would have, like, gone and just kind of, like, joined the group mm -hmm. after he did. So, And you would have followed Sam. All right. Yeah. Uh, I need you and Sam, then, to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Oh, my. What do you got? 16. I used my bardic inspiration. Ah. You used the inspiration from Tonk. I didn't even ask. I had a, <laughs> I had a four on the die, so yes, I used it. Nice. What'd you get from the Bardic Inspiration die? Three. Well, I'll tell you what. Sixteen is the exact number you needed to hit. Oh my god. <laughs> so Tonk <laughs> is over there on the side, just like, mm, I did it, because <laughs> he can see you got inspired by it. It's just like, mm, yeah. Um, Sam did not save. No. <laughs> You'll take half of this damage. Uh, oh, but God. Sam will take full. Oh, hey, those are not low. 28 lightning damage. So, so you'll take 14. Oh, thank God. Okay. And then our wooden friend. Oh, there's just so many people here now. God, they really just want to eat somebody. Is that too much to ask? Yes. <laughs> too bad. All right. First thing it's going to do, Darvin. Ooh. Our tree friend is going to try to bite you and grab you with a root again. And then it's going to do the same thing to our new Drake friend who just showed up. Because doesn't like does not like getting hit with a tail. What's the attack again? I'm sorry. So, uh, he's going to try to smack your Drake and then grab your Got Drake. Okay. I haven't rolled it yet. But we've seen this before, so it's not a surprise. So, Darwin, first with yeah. you. It's just going to try to smack you with one of its stubby little legs. Okay. Does a 25 hit? Uh-huh. Are you still at one health, one hit point? 
Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to spend that key point to not go down? Yes, please. All right. It smacks you really good with a branch. Before you can fully come back to your senses, it's going to try to grasp you with this root, which is just one of its legs, and it's going to just try to wrap it around your waist. Does a 20 hit? Yep. Would you like to spend another key point? Yep. Okay. You're grappled, but you're at one hit point, so you're still up. And then he turns his attention to the drake. First, it's going to try to smack your drake right across the face with a wooden limb. Does a 25 hit? Yes, that will hit. <laughs> okay. You're really going to ask? Really? <laughs> Chris, I still don't. I'm still not no, no, fully yeah, comfortable no. with what you do. I, yeah, there are some things so. I could do to prevent a 25 from hitting, but I'm not going to do it right now. See? See, it's, it's talk like that that makes me mm-hmm. ask questions. <laughs> How about 21 bludgeoning damage to your Drake? Yeah, as that damage is coming in, um, the tiefling mm-hmm. throws his arm out in the direction of the Drake, and a giant draconic shield materializes between the two of them and i'm going to use a couple of uh charges off my draconic buckler to reduce this a little i'm gonna use just two charges Ooh, fancy magic weapon uh magic defense Mm -hmm. uh so i'm gonna reduce that damage by eight okay so could you give that damage to me again i forgot what it was oh yeah sure (laughs) let me re-add this up here 25 21 it was 25 to hit, but it was 21 damage, so that brings it down to 13 bludgeoning damage. That's better. Mm-hmm. And then one of its wooden legs is going to reach out and try to wrap around your drake and grab tight. Does a 21 hit? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's a small amount of damage here. Minimum damage. That's 7 bludgeoning damage as this wooden limb wraps around your drake, but he is grappled now. Okay. And that's it for enemy turns. Darvin, you're next. I'm grappled, right? Yes, you are indeed grappled. Which, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I don't know if you were grappled at the start of your turn before, because I, uh, I think someone cut you out of that. Right. Um, or I just forgot about it. But I think that's right. I think I'm just recently re-grappled. Mm-hmm. At the start of your turn... You're going to take that bludgeoning damage again as the root continues to squeeze on you. Hmm. Okay, another key point then. How many key points do you have left? I have... Hang on. This is the seventh, so I have eight left. Okay. Wait, no, that's wrong. This is the seventh, so I have seven left. All right. And Chris, I think your character is smart enough to see that, hey, Darwin got squeezed at the start of his... Like, Darwin just got squeezed. Your Drake is going to get squeezed too. Got it. All right, Darwin, what would you like to do? So after getting squeezed, um, was it a dex check, right, to try and get out of the grapple? Yeah, acrobatics, if you want. Acrobatics, right. Let's do that, please. Mm-hmm. And let's see, 21. Okay, yeah, you're right out. Nice. It squeezes, you spend your key point, you flip out. You have your move and your bonus action left. Oh, two of them. I mean, unless I could disengage, but then I'd have to re-engage and come back, so... I'm probably okay. Very good. Sam and Carolina's turn. Sam is going to definitely charge at the viney one who just took a lightning blast at him and Arnus. One of those is going to hit real good. Where's my D8? That's the first damage that guy's taken. 
Don't worry. Carolina's going to slash at the wooden one. That's a five and a two on the dice. I don't know. I don't know. Carolina's distraught. These should be scratching posts for her, and it's not working. <laughs> oh, yeah. Morello, who's been sneaking up, he's like right behind this wooden one who's grabbing onto the drake, and he's going to leap on its back and stab into it with a dagger. He's going to go for a sneak attack. Oh, he's going to hit. He's going to hit. He's not a veil level sneak attacker. No. Just so but, you know. But any sneak attack is better than no sneak attack. <laughs> uh, he did pretty good. He lodges his dagger deep into the back of this wooden creature and it stays planted in there. It stands up trying to shake Morello off and he's just holding on to the dagger with one hand and holding on to the creature itself with his other and he's just kind of riding it right now. Like, I got one. Great kid. Don't get cocky. (laughs) (laughs) If ever there was a time for that line, that is it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris, it's the start of your turn. Remind me, does the Drake act on your turn or are they on a separate turn right after you? Separate turn immediately after mine. Okay, which means you could do something to free them from this grapple before they get hurt if you wanted to, or you could do other stuff. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. So mechanically to help get them out, I would have to like, would I have to kill this thing? Do I have to try and uh, you could sever the You could sever the, the part that's grabbing onto them, which is something that is mechanically built into this feature. Other than that, you'd have to be like physically pulling them out. Okay, well, I mean, I don't have it. I'm magic-based, so severing something is not something in my wheelhouse. I'm aware. It's not a ton of damage. I'm pretty sure your drake can handle it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But just wanted to put that out there. Let's just shit ton of damage at it. So I'm going to throw a ray of sickness at this thing. That's gross. Yeah, it is. Super Um, gross. It's got... Got my buddy inside it, and I don't like that. Not and inside of it. <laughs> it's got it grappled. I don't like it. I'm going to use Ray of Sickness. I'm going to use it at level three. Okay. Make that attack. Let me just make sure I've got the right stats. Um, yes. Uh, so it's an 18 on the die. That'll hit. With my, yeah. I'm like With my bonus, that's a 30. Holy crap. Uh, okay. How, how do you have three. a plus 12? I don't remember. I'm sorry. It's a plus 11, so it's a 29. I'm sorry. Shoot. I forgot what I was doing. I Ray of sickness. It. Yes. Looking for damage. Sorry. I didn't have it up because I didn't think it was going to hit. With a plus 11, you don't think it's going to hit. You know, I never think anything's going to hit anymore, Scott. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that is fair because sometimes I'm like, ooh, that's a really good roll. Wait, what the fuck? It's 4d8. <laughs> Okay. Huzzah. And it will be poisoned after this. Or no, it has to make a save. I'm sorry. I'll get it in just a second with the save. Mm-hmm. It says 22. Mm. 22 poison damage, and it must make a con save. If it fails, mm. it is poisoned until the end of my next turn. What is that DC? 18. 
That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Let's see. You got a pretty high con, so there's a chance. Especially when they roll a 19 on the die. Damn it. No poison. Well, I tried. The damage was very nice. I'm not going to lie. All right. Is there anything else? Nope. That's all right. Let's move on to the Drake, who at the start of their turn is going to take nine damage, bludgeoning if it matters. No, but thank you. All right. What do you want to do, Drake? Um, try and get free. All right. Athletics or acrobatics? It's going to be athletics. Figured he was stronger. Oh, yeah. Significantly. But a 12 isn't going to do nothing. Unfortunately not. Can I ask, related, what size is your Drake? Medium or large? Medium. Okay. It's just on the larger size of side mm. of medium. Because large is really big. Yeah, large is like rhino. Yes. I didn't think he was quite that big, but wanted to make sure. Okay. At the start of the round, the stocks finish encircling the group, and they begin just squeezing in the outer barrier, basically shrinking the amount of space that you all have here on the road, bringing this fight closer. I'd say you have about a 25-foot diameter space. And the laughter from under the ground continues. Ha 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 what would you like to do? I would like to cast Mass Cure Wounds. How many people can you hit? Up to six creatures. So oh, you should have to make a choice then. No. Me, you. Darwin, Sam, Carolina, and the Drake. Right? What about Chris's character? Has he taken any damage? Yeah, when you blew the up. The acid? When you oh, blew up? well then that's six. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Me, Darwin, Sam, Darvin. Carolina, Drake, new guy. Okay, yeah, that is six. Yeah. Right, um, I forgot that Marilla was like in the cut when that happened, so he wasn't hit. Well, that'll, that'll do. Okay, let me do some math here. Everybody gets 22 hit points back. Damn. Nice. There's the apology for your acid oopsie. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes. All right. Anything else that you would like to do? Uh, there's many things I would like to do, but I cannot. Mm. Mm. Okay. We've got our wonderfully named Snake Agators. It is their turn. We will start with the Viney one. See if they recharge that lightning breath of theirs. No. Which is just a shame. A shame, a shame, a shame. For who? Um, <laughs> so the first thing it's going to try to do, Aranus, you there, who've been up to no good, it's going to try to use this constrict attack so it can grapple you again. So it rushes forward. The vine's moving with fluidity, and you see its mouth open, just as you would expect, like an alligator mouth to open, and then you see it just ripple down even farther and open bigger, because it's made out of vines, so of course it can do that. Uh, It's going to just try to, um, around your waist. Does a 16 hit? Well, you see, that is my exact AC, so I am going to shield. Okay. So a magical shield just appears around you just before these vines can clamp down and bite you. And it gnaws on the outside of that shield a little bit. Not able to get through. It's going to slink around a little bit and just take a couple of quick 
normal bites, just kind of snapping at your legs. <laughs> this isn't an attempt to grab onto you, but still wants to bite you. And since I know your AC is ridiculously high now, I'll just roll both of these at once. A uh, 13 is going to miss. How about a 22? That'll still hit. Okay. So you're going to feel a lot of vines and thorns dig into your leg. For only 16 piercing damage. Oh my God. There goes all that health I just gave myself. It's a good thing you gave yourself health then, isn't it? And then it's our wooden friend's turn, who is currently grappling only the drake, if I remember correctly, yes? Yes, that is correct. Darwin successfully out? Yes. All right. Just want to make sure I'm reading this correctly. Yes. Our wooden friend is going to attempt to lift this drake up, but your drake's a heavy boy, so can't quite lift him all the way up into the air. But it's still going to approach, get closer, and then kind of down the length of this creature, down the trunk, it opens up its mouth, and it's just going to try to completely swallow your drake. Just, ow, get around it. Uh, but it has to make an attack roll to do so. So let's see what happens. Will you call the number on the die? That's a six on the die. I know they have a really high bonus. Should I do something? Is there something you can do? I... There are things I can do, and it has its AC. So, I mean, if either one of you wants to take a reaction, now is I the also, time. Yeah, I also, I'm, well, I'm considering using cutting words. I don't know. It's AC. I can also shield, but I don't want to do that until I know what the score is. I, so uh, I guess the question is like, do you, do you want me to use cutting words? I can. Well, I don't know if you know Chris's character just yet. I mean, Would are you, you going to help this words? person yeah. who ran out to help you and joined in your fight? I mean, yeah, I am. So I guess I'm going to just, I'm going to do it. Okay. What are your cutting words? <laughs> can't, Arnest can't go full Sam Jackson, but uh, like really wants to just like I'm sick of these motherfucking plants <laughs> on this motherfucking road. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's not really Sam Jackson. So he probably just goes, Oh fuck off already. <laughs> All right. You roll your cutting word. Die. Damn. <sighs> That's a one. I give up. Tell you what. Hey, Chris, what's your Drake's AC? 18. Oh, 18. Mm -hmm. Am I looking at okay. the wrong sheet here? Oh, no, it's, I forgot. Sorry. I forgot about the, gives it a the plus bone. Two and the bonus. Oh, so if it was regular, then it would have been by one, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking at the AC that I have on Chris's character sheet. And I'm like, you want to roll cutting words because oh, no, it will actually, match. <laughs> with haste, it's 20. <sighs> How I long does that, that haste down? last? It's concentration and it's one minute. So I'm like three rounds into it at this point. Okay. Then yeah, you're still fine. Cool. Tries to bite down on this big old Drake distracted by Aranus's words and just having a difficult time keeping this grappled Drake still enough to actually bite down on. So the Drake is not swallowed. Yay. <laughs> Darvin, what would you like to do? Want to attack a snake All right. gator? All right, the wooden one. Yes, please, that one. All right, let's do it. Okay, first attack leg sword is twenty-five. Oh, that hits. Nice. That's twelve damage. Mm-hmm. 
second leg sword. It was another 25. Nice. And that is 14 damage. Ooh. And cool, cool. Bonus action punch. Uh, 15. Oh, that one's not going to hit. Okay. That's everything then. Mm-hmm. Darwin's experience as a lumberjack coming in handy again. <laughs> chop, chop. Does some good damage. It is, it's hurt. It certainly has lots of nicks and cuts and things along its, along its trunk, but it's still standing. Uh, Sam's going to continue trying to tear into this viney one. One of those is going to hit. One of those is going to hit. So Sam not being ineffective, not being greatly effective, but not being ineffective. Uh, Carolina's going to scratch at the wooden one again. Has not landed a single slice on this guy in a while. Finally gets one through. Jeez. I think instead of damage, she's going to free your drake for you. Yeah. She's going to slash at that, that like wooden root around its waist, and part of it flies off, and the rest of it just unwinds from around your drake. Yay. Because she knows the value of teamwork. Not saying that you guys don't. I'm just saying she is not selfish. She will value teamwork if she can. Especially since she's been kind of ineffective earlier. Morello is going to try to stab into this thing's back again. It's no longer coming from stealth. He needed that stealth, apparently. Now he's just doing all he can to hold on. Chris, uh, Tiefling. Tiefling. Yes. I am going to... I don't like these encroaching vines. So I am going to drop my concentration. Mm-hmm. I'll say out to the collected group. Oh, it's going to get a little hot in here. And I cast Wall of Fire. Hot damn. For, for both the accent and this Wall of Fire that's about to appear. Um, and Tell us about this Wall of Fire. Wall of Fire is a Wall of Fire. It will encircle us in a 20-foot radius wall. Um, and anything that comes within, let me get the damage correct here. Um, on the outside of the wall, mm-hmm. any creature that ends its turn within 10 feet of it will take 5d8 fire damage. That's pretty good. And it takes that damage when it enters, uh, uh when it enters the wall on a first time or it ends a turn there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. But we are so, safe on the inside. So it's only heated on the outside? Yes. Okay, just making sure I understand this correctly. Uh, I'm trying to read the spell right now just to make sure that I know what's going on. A ringed wall up to 20 feet in diameter. Okay. And since you said they're like 25, About 25 feet yeah. from us, so it's that just five feet perfectly. from it. So, yeah. The wall's opaque. Uh, yeah, on one side of the wall, it is bad. On the other side, it is light and pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Uh, to do that, I did have to drop my concentration on haste because now I'm mm-hmm. concentrating on that. That is my turn. And I will give a bonus action. I'm just going to look at the Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Drake will then take his turn and two attacks on this GD thorn creature thing. The tree one? Yes. Okay. And how far is the Drake from me? I, I mean, not more than. 10 feet because there's not more than 20 feet inside this fire. So I'll take that five foot, like move at the end of my turn to get closer to him. So Mm -hmm. he has advantage because he has pack tactics. Pack tactics. 
And as much as I'm sure we'll all be allies eventually, we're not necessarily allies yet. Mm-hmm. So attack one. It's at 13 on the first attack. Um, it's going to miss. I, I, I figured, but I wanted to call it out. Frickin' A, and two fives on the second attack for a total of ten. So, uh, uh, yeah. Neither of those are going to hit. Those are not hitting. Oh, that is unfortunate. But I love this fire uh, because that drastically changes the plan of the forces behind this that is happening right now. Okay, we're gonna we're just gonna move into this. We're gonna move into this next phase because the fire changes things too much. I mean, it's not like those giant stalks can really move along the ground. They are kind of planted, you know, unless they retreat. So, Chris, do you want to just roll that 5d8 fire damage for me right now? Oh, yeah. 25. Very nice. Very nice. So after this wall of fire shoots up, the giant stalks try to move in closer and finish encircling you. But meeting the heat of this wall, they are repelled somewhat. They lurch backwards and lurch upwards and attempt to come in over the wall. Not that they have the ability to do so right now. Because, yeah, this is a 20-foot high wall. Mm -hmm. But these stalks lean backwards as much as they can from the wall with keeping the tops of them still peering over the height of this flaming wall. And they're looking down on you. And even if the lengths of them are farther away from this fiery wall, the bases are still right next to it. And you all feel the ground shake again. It was much more violent shake than when these stalks first emerged. Tiefling, I know you did not feel this the first time, but you're certainly feeling it now. The Drake, used to seeing situate... The Drake, used to being in combat. Not necessarily situations just like this but used to combat, is not immediately spooked. From the distances, you can hear your horses neighing, getting a little frightened. They're at a safe distance. They're fine. Don't worry. Your NPCs are taking care of them. Same with the wagons. But the ground in the center of this ring of fire begins to crack and open up, pushing you all towards the perimeter unless you want to fall in. No, definitely don't want to fall in whole. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Yeah, no. Okay. I will always give you the option to voluntarily fall into a hole, but it will be no action to avoid this. Like, it's not opening that quickly. The ground cracks and opens like a gaping maw. There's smoke and stench bellows up, lit with a deep red glow. The shadow of a winged figure rises within the smoke as this eerie laughter echoes out. Arnus. You can feel a twinge in your chest at the bloom again from your Brumble's boutonniere or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but that flower, there's a little twinge. Darvin, in your head, you can hear Cade like, oh. <laughs> like he, he gets it now. He gets what's happening. Like he has a sense of realization. I think the ground opening up helped him perceive what's happening. But the shadow of the winged figure rises up. And there are two piercing points of light as they open their eyes. As they float forward out of the smoke, 
you notice that the size of the shadow was merely an illusion. Rather than a large creature, you see a tiny red fiend with tinges of blue and gold, no bigger than a cat. He has a small black leather book clasped and locked on a chain around his neck. His eyes soften as he holds out a hand to the plant creatures, the stalks, and the ones within the fire near you. And he says, that's enough, that's enough. We were worried that you weren't ready, and you almost proved us right, Arnus, but maybe you're a little bit uh, more prepared than we had thought. This is all quite impressive. But I think, I think we can all just calm down. He's flying about 15 feet up in the sky. Again, no bigger than a cat. And the plants defer to him. I'm not going to force us out of combat here, so Aranus, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Calm down. That's uh, it's pretty rich coming from the guy that's losing. Maybe? I, I, I'm sorry. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> do you want an answer or is this rhetorical? I, no, I, I do. I do want an answer. <laughs> okay. I know sometimes people ask rhetorical questions like, who the fuck are you? They don't care. <laughs> I just want to make sure I know I'm playing with you right. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps you do need more help then. I thought. My name is Raistosohelia. I, I, is that supposed to mean something to me? <laughs> Laughs. It's a little bit eerie again. It doesn't quite have the echo that it once did coming from underneath the ground. <sighs> uh, but he just kind of laughs off your question a little bit. Um, it's the plant creature's turn. Oh, for uh, Sorry, it's the, the vine and the wooden <laughs> snake gators. They are holding... Darvin. I'll hold. I'll sort of wait. I'll look to Arnus, but wait. Dude, uh, the guy it... in your head recognizes this person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I was, I was oh, right, going right, right. to ask, but I'm glad other people remembered too. So, um, Cade, what's going on? I don't know who this little guy is, but I can tell you he got here with my father's help. Referring to Rabillo, god of the land. Right. Got you. Someone who's very capable at making underground tunnels and passages. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Darwin? No. No? Just wasn't sure if that would cause you to do anything else or ask anything further. Let's see who else is around. Morello is still inside the fire. And he's holding on, and he's got his dagger in his hand, and he's just holding it up like, "Are Are we not? I'm right here. <laughs> Come on, Dart, Arnett. <sighs> twirls the dagger in his fingers and almost drops it, but catches it. Am I allowed to like shout something back at him? At Morello? Absolutely. Yeah. And I just go, situation's changed, kid. Just, just keep it together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam and Carolina are not going to come out of their combined form. But they will pause for a moment, catch their breath. You see Carolina flexing her claws in and out. Tiefling, what would you like to do? 
I know exactly what I'm going to do. Give me one second. Mm -hmm. I just need to figure out how, how I'm going to describe it. So I point my wand at this creature and I begin to move it in a gesture from pointed at him to my shoulder. And then like, I'm going to snap it at him and I hold in that position. Mm -hmm. What I'm essentially doing is like pre-casting a spell. I'm beginning to cast a ray of frost. Perfectly allowable. And, and I'm waiting for him to, well, really, I'm waiting for Arnis or someone else to say this fight is continuing. Is is so I'm like you know, <laughs> prepping an action, waiting for a go. Right, right. Does the wall of fire remain? Oh yeah, wall of fire remains. Okay, I know it's concentration, so I just wanted to make sure. It says, "I are we going to take down this pipsqueak, or are we going to stand here all day?" I, you know, sue me if I want to know why somebody's fighting me before I keep fighting them. <laughs> all right, have a conversation. Ristos looks down, <laughs> points at the tiefling. Wasn't expecting you. A welcome twist. Oh, you wouldn't be the first to not be expecting me. I like this guy already. Okay, okay. I think we need to turn the temperature down a bit, which would normally be metaphorical, but in this case, with this blazing wall of fire, is also a literal request. <laughs> Before you damage my plant friends any farther, you're not quite used to this level of heat. If we can calm down, maybe I can tell you why Rabillo and Brumble sent me here. No one has attacked you since you appeared. You attacked us first, so we fought back. And I'm not standing us down until I know for certain you're not going to keep attacking us. We have no intention of killing anyone, just to gauge your skills. And have you done so? Are we done fighting? We certainly can be, if you want. Okay. Oh, I'm going to regret doing this. I'm absolutely going to regret doing this. You can drop the fire. Uh, before you do, Tiefling, can you mm -hmm. roll your fire damage again? Yep. It's still up, so it still hurts. So 24. <laughs> Jeez. Only one less than last time. Yeah, the, the inside-facing sides of those stalks are starting to brown and dry up, get a little charred. You see the tips of some of those giant thorns starting to glow a little bit. But if you want to drop your concentration, you can. I know that's a free action. Um, Arnis is going to tell me to, and I'll say, Oi, I'm not one to let a tactical advantage go to waste. Yeah, Arnis, if he's willing to concede the fight then I'll stop it but until I know this fight is dead and over he disrupted the peace of an area I protect I will that will not go unanswered mm. Mm, I love it love it so much Darvin do you have anything you'd like to add uh, not at this moment Christo mm -hmm. says I will concede on the plant's behalf I would hate to see I would hate to see Arnus break his vow to Brumble and bring more of these plants to harm. <laughs> Further and break. How, and how are my actions a break of his, of his vow? Mm. Uh, roll persuasion. It's a good point. point. It's an excellent point. You have no idea the deal I made. <laughs> it's a six. Well, if a god really wanted to stop some damage from happening, I think a god could make it happen. I'm not going to hold you to blame for Arnus's failings. 
Sometimes children don't know. Sometimes kids don't know how to control them. Arnis may be an adult, but he's still very new at some things. But I certainly would appreciate it if we got rid of the fire and well, could I keep would the appreciated <laughs> if you didn't come into my area that I'm protecting, that I am serving the owner of this establishment from, and rip up the street in front of it. So as far as I'm concerned, you can get your arse out of here, or you can shut the fuck up. For once, Arnis just sits back and watches the show. <laughs> he he lowers down a little bit, like getting closer towards the gaping, smoking maw in the ground. And just, oh, should I, should I be leaving then? Are we just not interested in my help? I don't see how you've given us any help. All you've done is attack us and then complain about me not being ready for something. You've told us nothing. You've offered us nothing. You've done nothing except try to kill us. <laughs> Arnis, roll persuasion. Oh, <laughs> well, yes, sir. <laughs> Arnis persuades sometimes. Don't expect the tiefling to persuade. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> That's a 19. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, Arnis. You perform one divine act. One miracle. Show me you can control the power that you have. And you never have to see me again if you don't want to. But if you aren't sure that you can, if you're a little worried, things might get out of hand, so to speak. Uh, he may not have seen it physically, but he knows what happened with your acid. Then I can stick around. So what are you, like my babysitter? <sighs> Let's just say the gods would prefer it if other gods knew what they were doing. Just in the broadest sense of the term. I came here to see how much control you had. <laughs> this should have been easy. This wouldn't have been an issue for Brumble, for Liana, for Gosrim, if he were still around. Uh, <laughs> Ah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is, that's a fucked up comparison. Like, you don't get to compare me to any of those fools. Were they, like, did they become a god two weeks ago? No. You expect me to have full control over everything I can do in a flash? Please. That's insane. That's insanity. If the other gods, hey, fellas, expect me to, like, be on their level immediately, well, then they're much bigger idiots than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, gods being idiots is nothing new. Hey, Arnis. Not necessarily turning around at you, but like, it's not just you. And it's not just those three gods. It, yeah. <sighs> but still, he reaches out his little hands and like lowers them a little bit. And the two giant stalks smerge about halfway down. They're still out and looking. And your viney and wooden friends just kind of sit at attention like trained dogs. After the plants show some con uh, conceit, you'll just turn to the, to the group of you. Give a little shrug like, well? I, I, I still am not sure what you want. Like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Like, I, you already know. You already know that I can't do the one thing you've asked. You know that I can't do it. You know that well, I don't know how yet. And so I'm not sure why we're still standing here. Well, the first thing he would prefer is if the fire went away. 
not so much for his own safety, but for the safety of the plants. But from you, Aranis, he's just like, well, do you want me to stay or not? Well, I... Just me. Not the... (laughs) He, like, waves his hand at the plants like a, like a, not these guys. Don't worry about them. Just me. To, to do what? To help you. Is, is that why you're actually here? To help me? That's why all these plants were trying to kill us? Is so you can help me? (laughs) I'm so confused. You have such an odd way (laughs) of offering help if you they wanted to know if you needed help at all first (laughs) i think you do well again how idiotic you expect somebody just to obtain divine power and then be like oh no i got this it's totally fine i absolutely know what i'm doing hey you're barking up the wrong tree here (laughs) consider this an olive branch so what, you're just going to like travel around with us and help me figure out what to do? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're like off to do things, so we're not like staying in one spot here. Better than hanging out with the other gods. Wait, did we? I don't think we actually established. I got your name, but like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Real quick, Darvin, Tiefling, is there anything that you would like to be doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Any interjections like- you want to make, comments you want to insert? guidance yes. you want to offer yes but i can't figure out exactly what darvin would be saying i'm not i'm not sure is there a gist e what was it kate had said again one more time i'm sorry kate said he didn't know who this guy is he doesn't know Ristos, but he does know that he got here with the help of his father like rubillo lent a hand in bringing him here probably the plants too i will just whisper that bit of information to arnis probably Mm-hmm. Just kind of confirming what Rystos has to say, like the gods did send him. Yeah, that's all I know. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Tiefling. Mm, not thrilled where the way this is going. I still don't like this guy, but I'll say this. If you're about to finish this conversation, could you at least return the road to the way it was? Hmm. He looks, he's like, Aranis, could you? I, I don't care who lost it. And then he turns over to Darvin, like, Kincaid? I'll ask Kate if he can return the road to the way it was. <laughs> um, do, you, do you want to try? Yeah. Kate asks. Yeah. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is the silliest thing ever. I am so here um, for it. <laughs> well, I don't know. We haven't done anything together, Darvin. I can't. I don't know if this will work. Um, <laughs> you think a little road maintenance is too advanced for um, starters? I'm, he's willing to give it a shot. <laughs> Can you? He's like, uh, need to be more connected with the ground. Like, stick your hand in it or maybe stab it with the leg sword. That might do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right. I stab the ground with the leg sword. And just stomp down. Yeah. And you see your ghostly leg kind of go into the ground a little bit, too. Darvin, roll me a d20. Twelve. Cade is trying to use some of his demi-divine power through you. Luckily, you're a pretty hardy conduit. You can take quite the beating. And there's a slight rumble from your leg. And you see the ground from underneath Rystos 
begin to close up a little bit. But it stops just about a foot or two wide. Still big enough for a rabbit or a possum or raccoon to get down in there. Ristos looks up. He's like, hmm, not bad. I, I mean, I'm sure if Cade were actually here, here, could do this all on its own, but not bad. We can, we can, yes, we can clean this up. We can clean this up. Don't worry. Well, not me. I'm not god of land or god of anything. Kind of like waves his hand a little bit in sarcastic fashion. I know you couldn't see me doing it, but I'm not god of anything. Rubillo can close this up. And the two giant stalks fully submerge. And there's a rumble. And the ground starts filling back in underneath. And as all that is over, I drop the wall and I say, I, I need an ale. And I start heading back to the, to the bar. And about halfway back, I turn around and I said, You all, except for the creature from the ground, you're all welcome to join. Come on. I wouldn't turn down an ale. I'll be behind you in just a minute. Who are you waiting for? I want to talk to this dude some more. Oh, that's that's a shame because he really wants to go talk to the tiefling. <laughs> but if you if you want to stop him, you can. Darwin, are you staying with Arnus or are you heading with the tiefling? Um, not depends on what Arnus wants. Do you want me to stay or go? <laughs> <laughs> you may do as you like. <laughs> I think as as you all are like talking this out. The drake just is like slowly, and you could tell it's like slow, like it walks like an old person who's got arthritis, like slow. Without the haste, you can see that it's clearly in like pain from the uh, the withering. And I stop and wait for it, bend down a knee, and I reach my hand in the pocket and pull something out and feed it. And I'm like, Robin, is who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> is your drake a male or a female? God. Oh, she's female. Okay, I thought you'd been referring to them as he. Uh, I I have been uh, doing that mistakenly a few times. Okay. Um, but no, she's a female. Cool. Just want to get it right in my head and possibly notes. Yes, she, she, she. So, as the tiefling and the drake begin to head towards the Duke's Lament, Rysos is flying there in the air, just over five feet, and begins to turn to follow the tiefling. It's like, well, what are you waiting for? Ale. Let's go. <laughs> You gotta answer me one thing, and it's the question I've been asking since we started this whole thing. Who are you? Rystos. Yes, but who are you? Why did they send you? Because because none of them wanted to do it. <laughs> and I've got this book here. Like drums his fingers along the, the leather-bound cladding. Let me get this straight. Just so I'm clear. There's a book about how to control godly power. Not so many words. But you have a book. I have a book. About controlling godly powers. Not so many words. I'm so confused by you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I need the help. You know I need the help. <laughs> but... Yeah, we know. I Okay, you don't have to be a smartass with me. <laughs> well, if you stop being a dumbass... Well, that's okay. Yeah, that's that's never going to happen. So, um, it just why do they want to help me? 
why not just leave me to flail and blow myself up? <laughs> <laughs> you saw what happened the last time a god died, right? Yeah, I was kind of there. That's why we're in this situation now. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Oh my god. They're worried about me. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. All right, Ristos, let's go get a drink. <laughs> He's going to zoom ahead to catch up with the tiefling. But before we do that, back here, Sam is going to call up the rear wagon. The lead wagon's already up at the bar, but he's going to call up the rear wagon and he's going to get the rest of your crew together so they can head up to the bar and tie the horses, make sure that they got some water and some food, and make sure the kids know, hey, we're going to a bar, so don't order alcohol. (laughs) He's not telling them not to come in. (laughs) Be cool, kids. Be cool. <laughs> He's like, I'm sure they have, like, pies or something. Darvin or Arnis, anything you want to do before heading in? No. Uh, no, but immediately upon entering, I am beelining for the tiefling. Well, we're not in there yet. I need to nope, have not. fun with <laughs> I need to have fun with the tiefling. Then we can all enter in. Moo-ha-ha. <laughs> zooms ahead. And since the drake is moving a little slow, it's not going to be a problem. Hey, sorry about that, Ristos. Not my plan, clearly. But you, uh, how do you feel about God, stranger? I, I, I have a few I worship, and the rest, they're nothing to me. I can work with that. I can work with that. He flies around you a couple of times. Not deigning to land anywhere. Like, not on you, not on the Drake. You don't have to worry about that. Mm, what does he want to ask? Oh, I, like, I know what he wants to get at, but I, just, I need to, how does he want to do it? Um, As he kind of flits about trying to figure out what he's going to do, I actually bend down and start putting the harness on the Drake mm-hmm. so that I can carry the poor thing. I've been doing a lot of that lately. Do you want to explain what happens when you do that? Because nobody else yes. here knows. Yes. So... It takes me a little bit of time, but I pull out this like leather harness um, and it's a series of like leashes and buckles and rings and things. And it wraps around her and shrinks her down from her very large medium size to the size of like a large house cat. (gasps) And she kind of climbs up and perches around kind of my shoulder slash neck. When that's done, then we're ready to go into the bar. Ristos is thrilled at this. Those are neat. Does it work on anybody? Oh, it, it works on creatures. I haven't tried it on anything else. It's not for anything else. Mm. Fun. Fun. You're an odd one, aren't you? Mm. Sometimes. But first, a drink? I swear I'm old enough. I'm small, but I'm allowed. <laughs> I'm still not sure I think I should let you in after what you just did out here. I didn't do any of it. He kind of I, shrugs a little bit like it wasn't directly me. And at this point, I'm <laughs> massaging my temples, which is actually just underneath my horns. And I go, you know what, kid? You boy around for the whole bar, and we'll let you in. <sighs> Ooh, I left my money in the <laughs> other like gaping maw. <laughs> it looks like you're not drinking, son. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? I'm sporting. Let's do this. If Cyril here can burrow down deeper than you can, 
then you can't come in. But if you can beat him in a burrowing race, then you can come in. A burrowing race. Aye, and I'll even keep him at the disadvantage of being in the harness. That's not me. I didn't do the burrowing. Well, I sure appeared like you were the one who did it. Can I challenge Cyril to a flying race? It would be just as fair. Aye, but you're not the one who's got the control of the bar now, are you? I'm setting the challenge. Take it or leave it. Or take it or stay out here. (laughs) You just let me know at what point I have caught up with them. (laughs) I think right about now, as they're bickering back and forth about the kind of race to have. Um, The little fiend who can't burrow and the shrunken drake who can't fly. Arnis, can you make Cyril fly? Or can you make me burrow? I tell you what, I've had I enough mean, of this I could, I could turn you into a mole, if you like. <laughs> ooh, ooh, uh, mm. I, that's about the best I can do. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, you asked. Uh, I will seed the burrowing challenge, but I'm still going to go in as Aranis's um, guest. Fine. I've had enough of this whole thing, and I just need a drink at this point. So listen, Arnis, if you're willing to vouch for this creature, then he can come in. But he's on you. He causes problems. It's on you. He turns to you. Hmm? Uh, uh, okay. All right. At this point, I hold up my hand, and I say, then you shall shake on it. My name is Finnegan Tempest, and this is an oath you're making right now. Are you talking to Rystos or Aranus? I'm talking to Aranus. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. Because Rystos would be ready. Um. I, I, re, I, I, like, I extend a hand back, and I, I shake the hand, and, and I go, I'm, obviously you already know who I am, but I'm, I'm Aranus Gray. I feel like I've met my match. <laughs> I, I give him a very firm and hearty shake. He says, now get Darwin in here and let's go have a beer. I think he's already in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting ahead. His speed is faster than all of us combined, so he's already in there. I, he is a quick one, isn't he? Mm-hmm. As soon as you finish shaking hands, the younger portion of the group, Tonk, Morello, Mahogany, and even Seth, just like, snake around you into the bar and <laughs> Ristos follows in behind them and he's just like first round's on Finnegan let's go oh no that's not it that, that is not it <laughs> and as the door swings back a little bit he just gives you like a little wink and he's just like ah just messing with you uh, he he just gives you a nod like ah it was worth a shot <laughs> that one's going to be trouble and so you enter the Duke's Lament An incredibly old bar, fashioned almost entirely from dwarven metal, scratched and rusted. The roof is partially covered with turf, growing green with grass and vines. The old duke himself sits at the end of the bar, almost like a statue. Partially because, well, the withering has had nearly consumed him. As Rystos tails the kids into the bar... And you all follow. We all have some time to sit, drink, and get to know this new friend. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story 
will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at DarylBarnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. This is Daniel Storm, host of the RPG radio show. On our show, a group of actors take part in an epic tabletop fantasy adventure. Their words will shape our story, chapter by chapter, into an immersive audio experience. We use sounds to enhance our combat, magic, and scenery. Our story takes place in the vast world of Sildum, a planet-spanning continent full of magic, mystery, and adventure. It's been 1147 years since the end of the Eclipse War. The High Beacon presides over an empire that governs all of Sildum. There is peace, but it is tenuous. Dark forces stir in the shadows. I know how our story starts, but only the characters can decide how it ends. Their words and actions will alter the fate of Sildum. Search for the RPG Radio Show wherever podcasts are available. Join us. An adventure is taking shape.